Christian ladies. All right, so this one's for my Christian um, listeners who are still hanging around. Question for you. I'm pretty sure I'm going to have it in the title, but the way my little mind works, right? I was thinking about um, what it means to raise a strong man in the sense of you're probably going to see something in the title of um, raising your sons or weak sons or Samson versus Joseph, right? And, you know, we have cultures and religions where, yeah, mostly religions where women are um, denied showing their ankles because the men are so weak that they get turned on by the mere, you know, view of an ankle. No neck, you know, it's to the point where they can't even look at your hair, you know. Um, All they can see are the eyes, which, you know, lead to the portal of the soul, but if they see your hair, they will just cannot, they cannot repress their sexual urges, right? Um, if they see skin, you know, they just are not able to contain themselves. And so it just speaks to the level of depravity or how low, how weak, how weak, weak is the word. It, it just... <laughs> It's to the point, 2022, at the time I'm recording this, a woman, I don't, uh, she um, wasn't wearing her, her headdress and they took her out of this world, okay? And so I thought about, y'all already know I grew up <laughs> Orthodox Christian, right? And I remember Sabbath school, they told us the story about Joseph and how Potiphar's wife damn near threw herself at him almost to the point of where she was in her bedroom just butt naked sprawled you know just be like come and get it you know um type of a thing and his mom we don't give his mom enough credit I think I don't get think we give Joseph enough credit in terms of his um willpower to You know, when no one is watching, right, when other people would have been trying to even just, you know, see less of her and still having lustful thoughts and sexual urges and that type of thing, even in spite of that, he was strong enough to not to to remove himself. Even so much so, right? So much so, okay, to the point that he removed himself and and was able to understand that the consequences, right? Because what was happening was kind of like the reverse of what we have with (laughs) Kanye, where you have, you know, um, um, sexual harassment on the in the workplace, right? Most women have encountered, including yours truly, what it means to have sexual harassment in the workplace. Um, and, you know, so in this case, in this scenario, it was a woman throwing herself at him. 
and holding it over his head that if he did not sleep with her, that he could have lost his life for this. I think that that's really a commendable trait. Like that's the type of men that we need to raise, right? Now that's a strong man. I want you to think about that. Because even when we talk about like in the black community, right? Up to a certain point, y'all know I'm not a fan of Reagan, you know, and him importing, you know, um, drugs and, um, what you know, weapons into the ghettos. And karma really is, I guess you're going to have to say a bitch because now it's spread over into suburbia and it's even affecting white people. I mean, most of the meth and crack cases are not, you know, it still affects our communities, but I don't think that he foresaw that it would affect his own people also. But here's the part about why it's so important to raise men and women who are strong, right? In the mind, because can you imagine, you know, when life is throwing you you know, the song that comes to mind is, um, I see I'm your pusher, right? It's like, hey, you want this crack? You want some of this, some of these weapons? You can take it. You can snort it. You can get high off of it. You can toe tag each other. You can sell it to your daughters and your sons and your nephews and your uncles. And you can destroy your, com- your community. You want some? Want some? I know you want to do it, right? Um... But to be strong enough to say, no, that's good. You know, one of the, the, the 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. Go check him out on, on YouTube. Um, he has really great shorts. I've been really enjoying those. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> and um, But, but um, one of the, the 48 Laws of Power is despise the free lunch. Despise the free pussy. <laughs> Despise the free drugs. Despise the free guns. Um, this, yeah, guns and drugs, right? It would have been so cool if we had raised our sons and daughters that no matter if they bring that stuff into our community, if we had Joseph's, right, that said, no, we're good on the drugs. No, we're not going to pass this on to our community. No, I'm not going to toe tag my brother, my cousin, my, my sister, my, you know, you know, nephew. I'm good. Thank you, though. You can take that somewhere else. Now, that's a strong man. That, that is a trait that I would like to see more of, in my humble opinion. Um... And so, (laughs) I wanted to say something else a little bit. Like, if that wasn't petty enough, no, I still got some more. (laughs) I still got some more of my stinger. But um, let me get off of here. There was another um, angle I wanted to address, too, with, um, with Joseph. And I think part of the angle I wanted to also explore with Joseph was just, you know, I've been talking about me wanting to make sure I don't disconnect from the black community. In a year from now, 
you know, even even now, <laughs> I don't really talk too much about, for as much as I talk about things, I don't really talk about things here, but um, I don't want to disconnect. And I think about, I think the reason that Joseph came on my my radar, um, and then I started to think about all the different angles, you know, of, of what was going on in his life and how he got to where he was. And the story of Joseph and and the Potiphar's wife came up. Um, what initially prompted me to think about him was, you know, here's Joseph, and you know, uh, when he was in prison for you know, <laughs> despising free pussy, right? Remember, forty eight laws of power despise the free lunch. Um, he was in prison and. One of the the people there, I think it was like the butler or the, it was, I think the butler or the wine taster. Um, so, and, and it's really cool. Like the wine taster played a really important role for the, for the king. Um, and so the, Joseph interpreted a dream and and he forecasted, he was able to foretell, he did like a little bit of Nostradamus type thing, where he was able to foretell that this guy would be released. And when the guy was released, um, you know, Joseph is thinking like, oh, surely he's going to remember me. Surely he's going to reach back and, you know, return the favor. And years went by, you know, before this, the... um. I think it was either the butler or the wine taster remembered him. But it reminds me of how easy it is to forget where we came from, you know, and that there are people that we were able to kind of like step on their shoulders to get up. Right. And how do we reach back and show that appreciation? So, um, if if I can reach back to the younger generation from this community, you know, to make sure that they can, I love to use the words, propel further, faster, higher than I did, then that's my way of paying it forward, right? Um, I really could just be out here just bougie and type of thing, but I still remember there's people still behind me. And I think that that's even... Well, again, one of my favorite Bible stories, y'all. So even though I'm not a practicing Christian, I don't subscribe to being subjugated as a woman or subjugated as a black person, but I can still, you know, see the, 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 you know, take, take what applies and let the rest fly. Um, one of my favorite stories is in the Bible when Jesus, um, healed the 10 lepers and only one came back to say thank you you know and um when you even think of if if people and you know like the one percent and the five percent applied that principle you know how much more the world would be different and also i think that's also i'm going to close out with this why it's important because um when we talk about people becoming wealthy, sometimes, you know, some of the words that scare people have to do with financial independence or being wealthy. It scares the heebie-jeebies out of people. I don't listen. Boo! 
<laughs> I had so much fun. <laughs> but with the description, I'm like, boo! You scared now? Money, money, money. Boo! Financial independence. Boo! <laughs> Y'all are so bad. <laughs> I think, like, when I come and an become an ancestor, I'm just going to be whispering in people's ears, like, money, money, prosperity, prosperity, financial independence, financial independence. <laughs> oh, gosh, now I lost my train of thought, but... um. Yeah, I don't know what it is about why people are so scared of it, but I would rather that people who, you know, claim to um, have altruistic reasons, um, I would rather that they have the money, right? So people who are in power, you know, you have good and bad people who are in power, um, and sometimes it can feel like more of the bad people are, you know, in power and have money, but... If we developed the mastery in ourselves to become wealthy, one of the best things that can happen is for me to become a wealthy person because I can give to the charities that I see need charities. I'm not waiting for Beyonce to come to my town and do charitable because she doesn't have eyes here and she can only do so much. But I have eyes where I live. And so if I become wealthy, now I can I can um, set up scholarships and help people that that really need in my area that are under my purview so y'all I just you know I don't think I have any more stuff for now I'm home oh my gosh I forgot to order my food <laughs> let me order my food I'm in bed um just kind of settling in for the day and then tonight tomorrow I'll start to study for my real estate exam so stay tuned if I you know as I work through the content, although I think the one that you guys will enjoy the most have to do with trusts um, and deeds and that type of thing. So stay tuned for that. But the first 15 hours or the first three chapters, um, they're just reminding us on, you know, code of conduct, code of conduct, professionalism, ethics, um, our responsibilities as the as the real estate agent to our client, um, because this is a renewal um, uh, requirement every four years in the state of California, you have to renew your your license, and then in order to renew your license, you have to take continuing education, and then in January, effective January first, twenty twenty three, I have another. I think is it like I don't I don't remember how many hours, but I have more. Um, Continuing education. Oh. <clears throat> I apologize, and I'm not taking that out. It's because I just finished drinking my protein thing, and I'm talking. I I, I need to, mm. y'all. I'm <laughs> just as grossed out as you are. Listen, but but um, yeah. So I have to take more continuing education classes if I wait past um past January 1st and I also have to pay late fees so it's in my best interest to knock out the registration fee and the renewal continuing education and then next year um I'll start to look and see 
you know, um, take one class at a time. And those ones are really cool too. But anyways, let me get off of here. Until the next podcast, bye.